0: We've got clinchers and eliminations after 17 weeks of NFL football. The Giants, the Buccaneers, clinching playoff spots. The Packers really giving themselves a shot now in week 18. And we've got some teams that are going in the other direction and really failing at the end of the season. The Commanders, the Jets. The Dolphins. We'll get to all of it on today's episode of Peacock and Williamson.
1: NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office with elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts... Now.
0: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's what we do network wide. Your team is covered right here at Locked On. Make sure you check out all the podcasts we have available right after you listen to Peacock and Williamson. (laughs) Of course, today's episode of P&W is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores ultimate football gm our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code locked on in the game store oh doozy of a week in week 17 matt and let's start with the teams that were clinching spots in the playoffs for the tampa bay buccaneers it was clinching the NFC South and uh, got got themselves back to 500 now at eight and eight and they are champions of the South beating the Panthers in a really good game back and forth 30 to 24 was the final multiple big plays this was the it took 17 weeks Matt but we finally saw some of that uh, connection from Brady to Mike Evans first touchdown since I think week three yeah, I think you're right yeah. Mike Evans and um, and seeing that offense do some big things in in really uh you know carry the defense to a victory was is what happened with tampa and and the bucks and and beating a uh you know a chippy team that was charging hard late in the season the carolina panthers and sam darnold at least you know putting together somewhat of a a second half of a season that might give himself an nfl career to continue because it looked like it was all but over for him especially in carolina uh but the the tampa bay buccaneers i don't know if i have any Thoughts changing about the Bucs and how I feel about what they'll do in the playoffs, but at least they look like a team that deserves a playoff spot where it didn't seem like the division was going to give us one for a while.
1: Yeah, at least it's a step in the right direction for Tampa without question. I think deep down, I wanted the Panthers to win the division, you know, just because it's a better story. But the team that at their best is the biggest contender, and I use that word a little bit lightly, is certainly Tampa on their best day. And for much of this day, it was their best day. And I think. As you mentioned, you know, Carolina turned into a pretty good story. You know, Wilkes and Darnold, both, you know, stock went up dramatically lately. So there's some things to get excited about there. I don't know if Wilkes will be back. I don't know if Darnold will be back. Who knows? But that franchise isn't desolate, that's for sure. But they're out of it. Um, I it was impressed with Brady. I've been really questioning him, to be honest with you. Once again, they couldn't run the ball hardly at all. But it was obvious for much of the year that Brady didn't want to get hit. I mean, the ball was coming out really quick. And some of that's great because he's a microprocessor. But some of it was just, I don't want to get hit. It's got to come out, you know. And he held the ball longer. He let plays develop. And really, I I think that's what's held back Mike Evans all year is he's a longer developing type of play receiver. You know, he's not a quick hitter throwing bubble screens, make somebody miss. So he held the ball a little better. The protection was better than I expected. I thought Carolina would rush the passer better than they did. And he lit him up. And one of my dynasty leagues, I was a huge favorite. And I'm looking at this team like, how'd they get to the Super Bowl? Well, they blew my doors off with Mike Evans and Godwin and a couple others I don't want to bring up right now because I'm a little salty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, hey, you got past me by a half a point earlier in the playoffs, Right.
1: So you're not going co- you to complain about it. it. <laughs> I'm
0: not too worried about it for you. 10 for 207 and three touchdowns wow. for Mike Evans in this one, Brady. And look, this has kind of been the the recipe for Brady is just throw the ball a million times. But um, usually it's not the big play variety. And that was the huge mm-hmm. difference, obviously, here. He threw it 45 times, completed 30, what, 34 passes for 432 and those three touchdowns too, to Mike Evans. Um so, you know, hopefully braiding the Bucs, this is what they're going to bring into the playoffs. And it gives them a, a fighting chance against some of these teams in the NFC. One of which is the New York Giants, Matt. Who defeated yeah, how about that? 38 to 10 and put up 24 points in the second quarter, by the way. Like just turned it on with Daniel Jones, who was the leading passer and rusher in this game. Scored four touchdowns, two in the air, two on the ground. Rushed for 91 yards on 11 carries and a couple of scores. Um, and it was the Giants over the Colts 38 to 10 and the Giants clinch a wild card spot now in the NFC.
1: Uh, it's just more wounds because I mentioned that fantasy league I was in, you know, the <laughs> dynasty league this dude started Richie James. Like I'm going into the game going, Uh, starting Richie James and I'm going to blow his doors off. Of course. 49ers
0: legend, Richie James. (laughs) I love Richie James. I was like, why is this guy not getting more playing time? Goes to New York. He's getting more playing time. And you know, he's not a juggernaut of a player, but seven for 76 and a touchdown. That's, that's a nice little score for you. If you're scrambling for one of your starting spots and you plug in (laughs) a guy Richie James, he gives it to you in the fantasy championship week. It's that's big time.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of the lessons here is if you are a wide receiver struggling, to get on the field call up the Giants and they always have an opening for you you know and again I really credit Dayball I think he's right in the mix for coach of the year to get this roster to the playoffs is really really impressive Um, there's been some reports and talk is cheap that they want to bring back Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley I don't know how feasible that is you know what type of contracts that would consist of or is it a franchise tag for Barkley but I think that certainly should be in the cards, especially with Jones. Good for the Giants. I mean, they really opened this thing up. I mean, 24 points in the second quarter. But how bad are the Colts, too? Like, there's reports saying that, you know, Jeff Saturday is still in the mix for the coaching job next year. Like, why? I mean, go get a real coach.
0: <laughs> super weird. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird situation there. Um, do you remember in the offseason, there was rumors Barkley could have been had in trade. and Cheap. There were some very cheap. Yeah, people were like, ah, maybe a mid-round pick, or you know, mm-hmm. teams don't want to offer a third or oh my gosh, wh- how yeah. did he pass that up? If you could <laughs> right, for like a third, fourth, fifth round pick, or something like that. I don't know if that was just too low and that's why it didn't happen because the Giants were like, nah, we're not doing that. Uh, but it's a good thing because he's carried their offense this year. Absolutely. So it'll be interesting if uh, you know, those big running back contracts don't always look great. So we'll see what that looks like in the offseason. But Daniel Jones is the interesting question. There, do you go with Jones and then try to go huge and go trade for Devontae Adams
1: or something, the uh, New York Giants. But uh, the, yeah. they're not thinking about the offseason right now. They're thinking about the playoffs. Right, right, exactly. I shouldn't even be talking offseason with this team. <laughs> they've just exceeded expectations yeah. so much. And it sure looks like they got a winner in Kayvon Thibodeau as well. You know, I mean, so some of the, the – this defensive line's a lot better than I've, I have bring up. I mean, with Thibodeau and Lawrence and uh, Leonard Williams and when uh, the other edge guy, uh, dude – Ojalari, when they're all humming, that's a good front to build around. And so there's some good things going on in New York. I mean, do I think they'll make waves in the playoffs? I mean, maybe they win a game, but probably not. But no matter what, I feel like they're just playing with house money.
0: We'll get into the playoff scenarios and stuff more on tomorrow's show, but I'm looking at the grid right now and the sixth seed. Is just blue NYG all the way down. They're the sixth seed, no matter oh, what really? happens next okay. week, but Brian Dable was asked about that, and he's like, "Oh well, we're going to treat it like we're not going to do anything. So we'll see." I, that oh, seems I'd like team everyone, will buy, yeah, but
1: right. especially all the injuries they've had this year. Exactly, exactly. Man, yeah, we'll talk about that tomorrow. But I, I didn't realize they were locked in at the six. Good for them.
0: Great season for Brian Dable and uh, the Tremendous. New York Giants. Yeah, nine, eight, and one. Going into Week 18 and clinching a playoff spot, which means the Washington Commanders are out, Matt, completely yeah. out of it. Let's stay in the NFC here. The Commanders lose to the Browns, 24 to 10. Uh, three interceptions thrown by Carson Wentz. It was just a disaster scenario, and it sounded like after the game, Ron Rivera didn't even realize that if a certain scenario happened, they could get uh, they could get <laughs> eliminated last week. Yeah, up with that. And they did. Uh they're now seven, eight, and one, and they're done because the Seahawks and the Seahawks were winners and the uh the Packers and the uh Lions who play next mm, week yeah. now, which becomes a, a play-in game for the Packers, more on them in a minute. Um they're both eight and eight. So one of those teams wins, which means they'll be better than the commanders if they win, no matter what. So the commanders are now out of it, losing to the Browns 24-10. And uh, that was that, that was a rough way to go out for the commanders who just went on a major skid to end the season. They had that advantage as the Giants did with that tie. Giants made good. Commanders could not.
1: Yeah. I'll touch on the Browns real quick. It was good that Chubb and Cooper and their stars were putting up big numbers and the offense was going through those guys. Um, Watson's far from back, though. I mean, he only threw the ball 18 times, completed half of them. Was under a lot of pressure. That Washington D line came to play. Um, there's still a lot of questions surrounding the Browns to me. I don't know if they're turning a corner, but not as many questions as there are about the Washington quarterback situation. I, I mean, I, I, I understand why they went to Wentz. I don't think Heineke would have got him in the playoffs either. At least you know now and. He just proves it time and time again that Wentz can't be trusted. This is his third team in, what, three years doing the same thing. Those three interceptions were just killers.
0: Commander's out. The Seahawks are able to in the playoffs but need some help let's talk seahawks jets those two teams went in different directions here in week 17 for sure the packers making a run at it and the afc side of things getting very interesting as well including with your pittsburgh steelers who they are feisty have a little bit more of a shot than i thought (laughs) in in week 18 next really excited here about our next partner uh sponsor of today's podcast the mobile game Ultimate football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM, managing your football franchise from top to bottom? Well, your dream can come true. And this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory for multiple seasons of 25 seasons. Build yourself a dynasty. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency in the draft, and all the ups and downs of a season. I'm currently in my second season of uh, my team's uh, p- potential dynasty. Didn't start as a dynasty. It was pretty lean. And and that was the challenge trying to build this thing up. And I found my quarterback of the future. And uh, that was a really rewarding part of it. And, and hopefully it can build this thing and, and dominate. So uh, come take me on and see if you can uh, become the ultimate football GM, completely free and playable offline play on the go and play as you and when you want to. And Peacock and Williamson listeners can get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code locked on in the game store. That's locked on. So make sure you check it out today. Download the game, visit ultimate gm.com or look it up in the app store. Ultimate football GM, start your dynasty today. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed up on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel to find not only the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, but Locked On NFL and tons of other great programming. And remember, uh, your team is covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, Matt, let's go to... Well, we're kind of staying in the AFC and the NFC here with this one with the Seahawks and the Jets. The Seahawks yeah, yeah. blow out the Jets 23-6. to six. The Seahawks at 8-8 eight and eight need a little help, but if they win and the Packers lose, they are in next week. But the Jets now, losing this game, fall to 7-9, and that's, what, a five-game skid
1: now for the Jets? Five in a row, yeah. I mean, I'm— well, I'm sure we'll bring up Miami, but the the Jets and Dolphins have both both lost five in a row at the most crucial time of the season. I mean, that's really disheartening. <sighs> New York's interesting to me because I think they're pretty well coached. I love their defense. Uh, they've got weapons. There's guys like Brees Hall and Makai Becton sitting out there that are Jets that are, you know, they've invested in that they haven't been able to lean on. And I do think they are, quote a quarterback away and white has been a nice story i think he's to the point now where he'll probably last in this league for 12 more years as a backup spot starter retire with millions in the bank but i don't know that you can just say i'm gonna have white and wilson or white and somebody else battle it out in camp i mean i think you have to find a a better plan and their lack of ability to run the ball has really hurt the jets as well but boy have they hit a wall and Give the Hawks credit. I mean, I think Geno Smith is starting to come back to earth, but still showing that he's a starter and he could be in the mix for sure next year. Kenneth Walker had a big game. They didn't have much in the way of firepower. Lockett was hurting this one. You know, uh, Metcalf only caught one for three. But they played well, a tough place to play. Uh, four sacks, I mean, good pressure by both teams. So Seahawks are in a pretty good spot. I was I was almost leaving them for dead, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, it was too, and yeah. they still have a chance, and obviously need some help next week. Uh, but uh, they they put themselves in a really good position, and overall, huge win of a season for the Seahawks, even if yes. they don't win next week. To be, you know, either nine and eight or eight and nine, uh, and potentially even uh, in the in the playoffs there the Seahawks and the Jets like thoroughly they like they kind of lost every aspect of this game that's the disappointing part it wasn't even like oh just quarterback ruined it for them, like we've seen in a couple weeks this season it's like it's kind of everything but uh clearly the quarterback position is the thing for them to figure out now that they um are most likely done and
1: there's there's so many teams like this trust me my Steelers the same way that you just play such a close to the vest formula that if you're minus 3 in turnovers you just lose you know i mean yeah. it, you know there's there's probably 12 teams in the league that are just built on that fence where everything has to go right we're churning out 4 yards of play we can't get a holding penalty can't turn the ball over or we lose you know like so it's it's a it's a rough situation
0: i kind of glossed over the packers game can we talk about the packers putting 41 on the vikings 41 17 packers over the vikings the packers were were the Packers one and seven?
1: Were the Packers? What was the 1 record was seven? For? I am pulling it up right this second here. The Packers were. uh oh, my my, computer's going kablooey here for a second, but the, I, the, I, I was the Packers were d- like done,
0: done. It was like okay, well, geez, uh, we're we're gonna pack this. Now they thing won here.
1: three of their first four, and then they lost five in a row. I mean, they lost, so Okay, that was
0: what it was. Yes, yeah, so they're and three. Then they and won another one.
1: yeah, there was a spot yeah, there. Seven.
0: Yeah, so. Yep. Um, and then they they won a game. and They lost two more games. They and were four and more, eight at one point. Four and eight. Now they're on a, a four game winning streak here. So they're back to five hundred here. It was the it was the Lions that were four and seven. They're mm-hmm. Yeah, and seven. yeah. Um, but still unbelievable where the Packers what are. Their are doors at, off. Yeah, they they were they were an awful team for a good portion of this year, and couldn't get anything going on offense. The defense was underachieving. Now the defense is playing well, and the offense is starting to fire. It's a scary team. And I'm thinking about this from a 49ers perspective. Uh, the Packers might end up with the seven seed, which would face the two seed 49ers. And I'm thinking, eh, I, I would have much rather played the, the Washington Commanders if they got into the playoffs than, than the oh, Packers okay. right now. So maybe they're that sneaky team now in the NFC that nobody wants to play.
1: I'm sure that'll be the qualification round them. And I think that that's valid. You would think with this turnaround, Rodgers was back to playing at a Mahomes-y and MVP type of level, you know, like, like he used to. And he's been good, you know, but he hasn't been ridiculously good. Um, the O line was tremendous in this game and Bakhtiari came back, but the whole key to me, well, first of all, they won the turnover battle by four. I mean, of course that has something to do with it, but they shut down Jefferson in a big way. And the Packers defense, I keep talking about fantasy because boy, this was not my year for fantasy. The Packers D I owned everywhere. That was my sleeper D there's first round picks all over this thing. Well, now they're starting to kind of play like that. I mean, it only took four months and I cut him long ago and didn't get any points out of him, but so be it. Um, But you know, they, the Vikings go as Jefferson goes and that's fine. He's a total superstar and Hawkinson's been a really good too, but they, they don't lean on Dalvin cook as much as they did. And I, I do think this coaching staff has some growing pains as well. R- rookie head coaches are hard to count on for 17 game stretches and don't quote me. Cause I haven't exactly, I don't have it in front of me, but I know Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders put something out today, something along the lines of, if you look at just the, the Vikings' win wins this year, not their blowout losses, and they have a couple blowout losses, just do the DVO, DVOA of their wins, they're still like 17th in the league. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, they're narrowly beating teams and they get blown out by good teams.
0: Jair Alexander. I mean, he's the yeah, one that, how about that. Give, uh, give the game ball to. He's wearing his big hat after the game, feeling himself <laughs> a little bit, and he yeah, he earned it in this one. 41-17 Packers who have a play in. They, they don't even need help. Packers win against the Lions. They're in next
1: week. Yeah, I think we all want to see them in the in the dance too. Absolutely,
0: I, yeah, I think that would be funny. fun. I think they're they're in that. They they make the playoffs a lot more interesting. I think if they mm-hmm. get in and sneak
1: into that that seven seed and they're running the oh. ball well and christian watson's slowly turning into a star so they have some intriguing things going on there
0: okay more on the afc uh, just real quick to finish up the nsc side of things and mention the vikings now they have not officially but are now losing the two seed to the 49ers 49ers on mm-hmm. a nine game winning streak beat the raiders 37 34 in overtime both vikings and 49ers now are 12 and 4 and the 49ers have the better conference record, so they have that tiebreaker. So, right now, the Niners have jumped into the two seed, and the Vikings are the three seed in the NFC. Like, just a wild game, by the way. 49ers and Raiders, Jarrett Stidham and, and Brock, yeah, how about and Stidham, that? a lot better than we expected there and, and making plays. 300 seed, like the 49ers gave were the best team,
1: best defense in the NFL. They gave up 500 yards of total offense. I watched a lot of it, I, mean, I know you watched all of it. Do you have any? Hope for Stidham. I mean, is he going to be the Mike White conversation? Probably. I mean, I think we know the answer, but he has some tools. He was used very strangely at Auburn, and I do think it's noteworthy. It went under the radar, but McDaniels traded for him. You know, like he went out of his way to bring him to Vegas with him. I'm not saying he's the answer and they found their next Tom Brady, but that was really impressive game by him, like you said, against an awesome defense.
0: I don't think you just give him the job, but there's some athleticism mm-hmm. there and yeah. plenty of arm, and he got the ball out to his guys and, and made some you know layup throws, and then let Devontae Adams go catch you know seven for one fifty three and a couple touchdowns and do amazing Devont- Devontae Adams things at the catch point. And, you know, kept the plays alive with his legs. And that's kind of the quarterback the 49ers have had some trouble with in the past, too. So I think there was kind of a, a styles make fights thing here, too, with the, with the Raiders understood him. And I probably ended up a lot better than Carr would have, who's more in the pocket. And those are the types of quarterbacks, unless you can make some special throws against that Niners defense are in trouble. So I think that was part of the the equation as well.
1: Almost a thousand yards in this game. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I know what we but expected. Holy cow. I mean, and what your boy McCaffrey's doing in a Niner uniform is ridiculous. By the oh, and way, and
0: look, and and I got to give credit to the guys up front too. McCaffrey's been yeah. awesome in, in run and pass, but he was he was you could have driven a truck through some of the holes that were created up front, and that's where the Raiders probably lost this game. Is they're just like, well, you can't. You can't hang with everything the 49ers are going to be able to throw at you with the way yeah. Brock Purdy is able to get the ball to some of his players and, and creating holes like that for McCaffrey to then go into the second level and make things happen. 121 yards on the ground and a touchdown for McCaffrey on only 19 carries. is um, Yeah, that's probably what ended up losing the the Raiders the game there was, yeah. was the defense and not their offense understood him, which is surprising.
1: I, I know everyone talks about the number one seed, especially in the AFC, but – I think the two seed is unbelievably valuable. You know, I mean, that means you're hosting every game except for maybe one, you know. So your Niners get to two, look out. They can and if be... some
0: team can if some team can knock off that one seed. And right now, the, right. the one seed's not out of the question either. So now know, yeah. there's something I didn't think was possible. But now if the Eagles lose and the Niners win, Niners will be the one seed. Uh, All of a sudden, the
1: Eagles are in a little predicament. Like, what if Hertz is 80%? Do I play him or not? Thought we'd get one of these two wins without him. That didn't go as planned. I think Dallas can still even win the division. Or am I making that up? I'm not even sure. We'll Uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll talk about tomorrow. Yeah.
0: We'll we'll talk about scenarios tomorrow, but uh, I want to talk just for a second about Hertz and the Eagles and and the AFC, including your Steelers. Next. I always enjoy talking about our friends at Built Bar, the most delicious protein bar that you can find if you're looking for that delicious treat especially after the holidays right i know a lot of people's goal is to eat a lot healthier in the new year if you're like me or you're like a lot of people and you want to eat healthier but you don't want to compromise taste then man we've got something for you you got to try built with built Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you, but they are perfect for your New Year's resolutions. Why are they so perfect? Because of the macros, and it's all about the macros these days. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein in Built Bars, but they still taste so amazing. Covered in 100% real chocolate, so you really feel like you're getting a treat when you reach for a built bar flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond, tons of amazing flavors, new uh, seasonal flavors coming all the time at built bar. You can get them at built.com, but now you can start to find them on shelves at your local stores as well, like Walmart and Sam's club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars. You can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs, whatever you want, you can find them at Walmart now, Sam's Club, and of course, check them out at Built.com. Okay, let's talk uh, Dolphins really quick here, Matt. And uh, we talked about the Jets slide in the AFC. The Dolphins are going in the same direction, and there's sort of been the Tua, non-Tua portion, and did not look like a very good team when it's non-Tua out there. Now you got the concussion problem, and even with Tua, they've had some hiccups this year have the Miami Dolphins. They lose to the Patriots. Patriots still alive now with a big uh, 23-21 win over the Dolphins. Both these teams suddenly now 8-8. and
1: Yeah, it's time to worry about the Miami for sure. I mean, not enough running game to count on. It's just been such a revolving door at quarterback in this game throughout the season. Bridgewater gets hurt and goes out. And, you know, what's to his future? It's just a lot to overcome. Mentioned this with Minnesota, rookie head coach. I mean, you're throwing a lot at a rookie head coach who's never done these things. And the other guy on the other side is not a rookie head coach, but his offense isn't particularly good in New England. Their defense is still very formidable. Um, They they got a score on defense as well, which is absolutely huge. Um, Do I trust New England? Not really. I definitely don't trust where Miami is, but I think Miami has a bright future going forward, assuming Tua can stay on the field.
0: Do do, do either one of these teams have the look of a team that's like, all right, we're going to handle our business week 18, whatever needs to happen happens. We get to the playoffs and then we win some games. Or do you think these are any of these teams we're talking about right now at the bottom of the AFC are one and done's?
1: I think these are the type of teams you're excited to play against. If you're a home division winner, you know, you would you'd love the Patriots or dolphins to come to your town right now in week one of the postseason, and there'd be valuable learning experiences for teams like these, including guys like the Steelers, young quarterbacks, you know, that could get in. Um, but I don't think they're formidable enough. And again, the Miami needs to, they need to get two on the field and playing like he was earlier in the year. And, you know, the, the running game to me is what I keep coming back to with Miami because, you know, he he comes from your your franchise. I, I'm sure that McDaniel's going to look at this offseason as, boy, we got to fix a running game. Boy, we got to fix a running game. And they didn't have Armstead in this game. And, you know, it, in New England's a tough chore.
0: So for that seven seed in the AFC, uh, the Jets, I mentioned earlier, the the Jets, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it, the Jets are officially They're out yeah. after that loss. So the Jets are out of it. So it comes down to the Dolphins, the Patriots at eight and eight. And Matt, it would, it would, by the way, go to the Patriots if the season ended today. As we know, the season does not end for right, another right. week, though, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers who are also eight and eight and are, are winning these games and they're narrowly winning, but they're winning these games, these tough, like AFC North Steelerish ish wins here by three points. They did it again. Another late score here to give them a win. Steelers 16-13
1: over the Ravens. Can the Steelers get this done Matt, I mean, the Steelers were two and six going into the bye and they're eight and eight. <laughs> and yes. I, I'm a Steeler defender, shocker. I mean that that first eight stretch pre buy they had by far the hardest schedule in the league. They were at Philly, at Buffalo, things like that. Since he, you know, and with rookie quarterbacks and all these young guys are playing, I give Tomlin all the credit in the world. They're far from perfect. Everything's a strain on offense, but they're running the ball. They're stopping the run. They're playing physical. They're not turning the ball over. Tried and true, you know, formula, old school Steeler football. This was Najee's probably best game as a pro. Pickett, you know, twice in a row now. He's the only quarterback, and only rookie quarterback in history to win a game, to have a game-winning touchdown throw within a minute left in the game in back-to-back games. So he's showing some clutchness. People are excited about Kenny. Baltimore's got issues, though. I mean, like, they don't even pretend to use wide receivers. And Huntley's very, very much a backup. Andrews had a big game, but I don't, I think Baltimore might have to re-examine how they play offense going into the next off season with or without Lamar, because you got to use the wide receiver position.
0: It's an odd way to play. And huh. it's one thing. If you got Lamar Jackson, uh, it's another thing. If you got the backup in there. And, and I think that's pretty clear. And, and the Ravens have clinched a playoff spot. So, that, so they don't have to worry about that, but um, you need Lamar back. Right. And then, there's the whole offseason. Then maybe it works. Getting Lamar back. But it's it's still, even with Lamar, It's yeah, you know, there, there, there needs to be, there's something missing there for the Ravens. For the Steelers, mm-hmm. it'd be nice to see Kenny Pickett get it going in the first 55 minutes of the game. Uh, but Najee oh. Harris came to play in this one, not only rushing but receiving the ball as well.
1: Yeah, big time. And I keep saying this about the Steelers. Like, I, I take notes every play basically as I'm watching Steeler games, go over them, and, you know, just so I have them. And every week, it's like, and this week was a perfect example. It was like, we were into the third quarter, and I'm writing, boy, I'm really impressed with how Kenny's playing. But he has 68 yards. (laughs) You know, like, his box score stinks. I mean, he played a great game. I'm not a huge pro football focus fan, but I just pulled up their stats to look at uh, snap counts. Pickett got an off-the-chart grade. He's got a 92.4 grade by pro football focus. Tremendous. But he ends up with 168 yards and a touchdown. Like he has no production. It's it's the offense is hard.
0: <laughs> that that is wild to be 15, yeah. 27, have so you're you're making good decisions, right? But yeah, just not much happening throws. after those good decisions for your offense. Um, not huge gains.
1: No chunk plays. No explosives. L- right. I, I think this is like At- two weeks in a row where they've had one throw into the end zone. You know, like it's it's rough. They run the ball and run the ball and run the ball.
0: Well, Steelers have a shot. We'll get into all those nitty gritty of play in games and who needs what and all of the playoff scenarios on tomorrow's episode. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Talk to you then right here. Peacock and Williamson.